0: How are you doing? Welcome back to the show. I have another very special re-air throwback episode for you. This has been one of my favorite episodes, solo episodes that I've done, and I've gotten the most responses on it from people listening to it and sharing their takeaways. So I wanted to pull this one up from the archives and put it back into your consciousness. You might've heard this episode before, might be the first time you're hearing it, but it's called How to Solve Any Problem. And it walks you through step-by-step basically what I do with my clients, but how you can do that on your own by asking yourself really freaking powerful questions that can help you solve problems. So I didn't want this episode to just hide in the archives. I wanted to bring this back into your earwaves. So please make sure that you have a journal and a pen ready so you can dive in and learn how to solve any problem in your life. All right, my friend, enjoy. I recently saw this post on Instagram that I loved that was like warning. Feelings feel permanent, even though they're temporary. Think it was something like that. Anyway. Oh, I love that. I love that because a lot of times we feel a certain way and we think that it's forever, but it's not. Most feelings don't last longer than 90 seconds. How about that? I am so freaking excited because there's some incredible changes that are going on over here at HQ. And I can't wait to share it with you. I've been working my buns off on a thing that I think you're going to like, especially if you've been interested or curious about coaching, this might be for you. But anyway, not going to spill the beans yet because it's not done yet, but it's in the works. And I think I'm so giddy and excited because all of the stuff that I teach you, I practice myself and it's so fun when it comes to life. Like I know that it works, but when I'm, when it's really working, it just makes me so, Oh, like I just, I can't, I can't stop smiling because it works and you get into a flow and then you hit an obstacle, but then you know that the obstacle is the way. So instead of running away from the obstacle, you open up to the obstacle and it's so amazing. So that's exciting. And I think lately too, I've been working with some of the most incredible women and, It just feels so good to be connected in this way and helping them tap into their power and find their purpose. And it's truly inspiring. So I think that's another reason why I'm lit up right now because everything's just flowing and feeling really good. And I'm just so grateful for this life. And sometimes I have these weird fears that creep in that's like I'm not deserving of it or it's all going to go away. And I realized that it's an irrational fear. And just by thinking those thoughts in the first place, it's actually stopping me from fully accepting the amazingness that I've actually worked really hard to create. So there's that. Anyways, I'm real excited to chat with you today about how to solve any problem. And as I was getting ready to record this... <laughs> Episode, I'm like cue vanilla ice because every single time I'm like, if there was a problem, yo, I'll solve it. Like that's what's going on in my head right now. We have a little ice, ice baby going down. But I'm I'm gonna walk you through how to solve any problem. Now this is amazing because I used to think I had to solve other people's problems. Like I think it's honestly transparency, I think that's why I fell into coaching. So I was like, oh my God, I need to make everyone happy and feel better. And that shows my value and that shows my worth. And I was so wrong. That is not what it's about. I'm not here to fix anyone or solve anything for anyone else. I'm here to help someone else solve their problems because we are the creator of our problems. Yes. Yeah, you are. I am. We're, we create our problems, which means we also create our solutions. And that is so liberating. And I think now thanks to the work of Burke Castillo and the Life Coach School. That's where I got my Life Coach certification. One of the reasons why I love my job so much is because now I get to help people solve just about any of their problems. Now, this is not going to go extreme and say every single problem, but like, oh, like it gets pretty amazing. And I've been in awe of watching my coach just like coach on Anything and everything. And it's so fun because as a coach, I get to see amazing results. And I love watching a client get to their results. And it's so fun because they are the ones that did it, not me. And it's just the best because coaches, we're not responsible for our clients' results. Our clients have to do the work themselves. It's their mind. It's their thoughts. And it's just, it's so incredible to be a part of. So when I work with a client, I help them solve their most pressing problem in their life. And this could be a Big general problem that's like following them like a big dark cloud, or it could just be problems in their day to day life. Like it could be big, it could be small, either way is a problem. And what I do is I take them through their thinking and their feeling and showing them how they act based off of how they feel. And so once a client experiences the results and the power of this work, then I give them this tool so they can end up working through it on their own because I'm not going to be around. Forever. And that's my goal is like to help people have the tools like the tool belt that I have to work through their day to day life. So let's dive in how to solve any problem. What most people think are problems aren't actually problems at all. What I have found is almost all of our problems. Almost are due to our thinking. And the way that we work through this is by accessing our creativity and wisdom from within. And I also, I think of like our higher self in order to solve the problem. So by understanding and applying these concepts, you can literally find a solution to almost any problem that you face. So I'm going to break this down into six steps because this is how I learned it um, in the life coach school, Um, but you don't always need all the steps. So it's just a formula that you can tackle any issue. I'm going to walk you through this because I want you to tangibly see how this can work in your life. All right. So if you're listening to this episode and you're not driving in a car, but if you are driving, pay attention to the road, but I want you to identify a problem. So step one, always identify what the problem is. As I walk you through this, this is what I learned in my life coaching certification. So the first step in identifying a problem is separating out the facts. What are facts? Facts are circumstances. They are neutral. So what you want to do is take any issue, any problem in your life and sift through what's going on in your mind and pull out the facts from the thoughts. So facts have to be provable in a court of law. It has to be something everyone would agree on. So saying something like she is mean may or may not be described as a fact because someone might disagree, right? Not everyone would agree that she, whoever she is, is mean. So that's a fact that can't be proven, right? You have to prove that it's 100% true. Now, if your friend didn't invite you to her birthday, you could say... She didn't invite me to her birthday. Now, that's a fact. If you didn't get invited to the birthday, that's a fact. But the statement, she is mean, is a thought. The fact she didn't invite you to her party is not a problem at all for anyone until you have a thought about it. You're thinking about the circumstance of what happened that creates the problem. So there's a big difference because, yes, not getting an invitation to a party doesn't mean anything until your brain makes it mean something. And the best thing about all of this is knowing that you have a choice, that you get to decide. You actually have control over what the problem is and what the problem isn't. So if you make it mean something like she's mean, she doesn't love me, she doesn't care about me, she's not my friend anymore, all of those thoughts are creating the problem. Stay with me because if you're having a hard time agreeing with that, it's all good. That usually happens in the beginning. Because what I want you to understand is you have the power to interpret anything any way that you want. So you not getting an invite to a party, you can interpret it that she doesn't love you and she's mean, or you can interpret it as something different. So let's say she didn't invite you on purpose because she wanted to be mean, like she did it intentionally. That was her intention. This still is not a problem until you have a thought that makes it a problem. And the beautiful thing about this is it doesn't have to be a problem. You don't actually have to make it a problem. What this does is give you all of your emotional responsibility back. And if you've been following along for the past couple of weeks, I've been talking about taking personal responsibility for your emotions and your well-being, and this is what this example exactly does. So if you're upset about something, it's because of the way you're thinking about it. It's because of what you're making it mean, not because of what someone did to you. So anyone can do whatever they want. Like, we don't have control over what they say, what they do, how they act, but you get to decide how you want to feel about it. It's a choice. So remember, it's not a problem until your little brain gets this little meat hooks on it, right? It's not a problem until you start thinking about it and making it a problem. The way you think about it creates the problem. So the first thing you need to do is think about any problem you have. This can be a problem that is intense. You can barely think about it without Feeling a ton of anxiety. It could be something annoying, something minor that's going on in your life. It doesn't matter. Like I said, big or small, just pick any issue, any problem that you have, but just pick one, okay? Either hold it in your mind's eye or write it out because I just want you to think about it. So now you have the problem and you have it in your mind. Now we have to identify your thoughts about the problem, because you're probably beginning to realize it's never really the problem that's the problem. (laughs) It's how you think about the problem. And problems aren't problems until we think about them and make them problems. A problem for one person isn't a problem for someone else. How many times can I say problem? So the easiest way to understand this is to separate the facts from the problem of your thoughts. Okay, remember, facts are neutral. What you make them mean is what creates the problem. So let's say you get fired from your job. You might make it mean that you're a failure. Then you have a big problem. You might take it a little bit further and you might make it mean that you're going to go broke and be a bag lady. And then you're going to have an even bigger problem, right? You can look at it that way. Or let's say you get fired and you didn't even like your job. You could make this mean that this is a great opportunity you could think the fact that you got fired is an opportunity to switch up your careers or change. So the fact of getting fired stays the same, but the thinking determines the extent of the quote-unquote problem. So once you have the problem in mind, it's time to start looking at your thoughts about the problem. Once you recognize the thoughts about the problem... Then you get to identify what you want to focus on. When it comes to problems, it's not just how you're thinking about them, but also what you're focusing on. Most of the time when we have a problem, we just keep focusing on the problem. We keep talking about the problem. We keep calling our friends or our parents to talk about the problem. And then we talk to ourselves about it over and over and over again. And we even find ourselves waking up in the middle of the night thinking about it. We spend so much effort on thinking about the problem that we aren't focused on thinking about the solution to the problem. So something that is super important to me is to redirect Any mistake or failure that happens in my life, because when something goes wrong, I want to be focused on the solution instead of, instead of spending all the time explaining the problem and talking about the problem or even making excuses. Last year, I hired a coach who was amazing in the beginning and I hired her for another project and she totally ghosted me and it consumed my brain like this problem like it was so intense and i couldn't stop thinking about it i couldn't stop talking about it i was so wrapped up in this problem that i wasn't allowing myself to expand and focus my energy on finding the solution and i would go to bed thinking about it even after i would journal and do all of the things i could not stop i got coached on it and i just couldn't shake it and i think i couldn't shake it because I had so much faith in this coach um, originally and then totally ghosted. Like it was crazy. Like there'd be communication here or there. I'd email, I wouldn't hear anything back. The project timeline was spotty. It was just so wild to me and it was all consuming. What I learned from that experience was not talking about it over and over again and redirecting into a solution-focused mindset. So instead of, ruminating and telling the story over and over again. What I learned from it was when something happens and there's a problem, my next question is how we're going to solve it. Let's focus on moving forward. Because when I m- focus on moving forward, I'm no longer trying to change something that I can't change. Like I have no control over that. And this was a game changer for me because now when I encounter problems that are within my business that I don't have control over, I like to look at what happened. I like to learn from it, ask myself, how do I make sure this doesn't happen again? What does, what does my communication have to be on my end? What do my expectations have to be? Because then I was able to get past the problem and continue to move forward. But What's interesting is what happened really wasn't the problem. The problem was my thinking. I could have had totally different thoughts and had a totally different experience, but because my brain went down the spiral, I was all consumed by the problem. So it's important to identify the problem, but the main focus always needs to be on the solution. So to summarize step one, we are here to identify the facts notice the way that we're thinking about the facts and ask ourselves: is this helping or is this harming? Because if your thoughts about the facts are harmful, that's your sign that you need to redirect your, your brain. <laughs> so that's step one. And then step two in part one is ask yourself if you're focused on the problem or if you put your mind to work on the solution. This alone can be life-changing. So make sure to consider this when you identify the problem that you want to work on. Now we're going to move on to step two. And this is honestly one of my favorite questions. And if you're a client of mine, you're very familiar with this because I ask this all the time. So the next step is to ask yourself, why is this a problem? Let's say you have a child and if you don't have a child, just pretend, let's say they take a... $20 bill out of your purse. One parent might say to themselves, I need to talk to my kid and make sure they know they shouldn't take money out of my bag. Or if the kid already knows that, the parent might say, I'm going to have a little talk with them and make sure this doesn't happen again. But another parent might say, Oh my gosh, my child is a thief. This is a huge problem. They need to go to therapy right away. Or... They might think, this is a reflection of me as a parent. I'm a terrible parent. So can you see how the way you think about it creates the level of the problem in your world based off of your thoughts? I'm not saying one is better than the other at all. I'm just trying to show you that you're the one that decides what kind of problems you have. So the main issue is that most people don't own that they're the creator of their problems. They think their problems are outside of themselves. And that's a problem in itself. It's a problem within a problem. How about that conundrum? The problem with that is you lose control over solving the issue. If you don't understand that you're the creator of it, it's going to be very, very hard for you to feel like you have the ability to solve it. But when you recognize that you are the one creating it, you can find peace with knowing and solving it gives you access to your creativity, your wisdom, and your higher self. Doesn't that feel good? One of the things that I love to ask my clients is, so what? So I had a client the other day and we were talking about something that, you know, she's experiencing with an ex and court and blame. And I just asked her, I was like, so what? And obviously that can come off as not very compassionate or empathetic, but it actually is. And I, I remember her reaction. She was like, you're right. Like it just totally shifted. And when she said, so what? I asked "I'm like, why do you care? Why do you care if you get blamed? What does that matter? And when we do this, it helps us clarify what the client is making it mean. And most of the time, it totally shifts the direction of the conversation. The so what or what are you making this mean is a powerful question. So I want you to think about this with your problem. I want you to think about the problem that you brought up into your mind and think about the answer to this question. So what? How you answer this question is going to tell you your problem. How you answer this question is going to reveal your thinking about the problem, right? Because the problems, we need to separate them out. We need to see them. We need to give ourselves space from our thoughts. So when you ask yourself, so what? This is going to separate the thoughts out. And if you want to know what exactly you're making a problem, then you write down only the facts of the problem. Go through this experience because it's super fascinating i love doing this with myself i love doing this with my clients just the ability to question like so what and it does it reveals all of the problems which is revealing all of the thinking so that's the next part then you want to figure out what you really want because i don't think a lot of us really think about it I hear this all the time and I used to do this quite a bit. I used to always focus on what was wrong and I never really focused on what was right, right? Like I talk to someone and they can tell me a big laundry list of all of the things that they don't want but when I ask them what they do want, they actually have no idea. So when you think about you being the one who gets to decide what you want, then you can look at your thinking about your problems and decide whether that's how you wanna be thinking about your problem. You get to decide if you want it to be that way gosh, isn't that so powerful? So if the answer is yes, if you decide that you want to be this way, then nothing needs to change. But if it's not what you want, then you have a choice to make. One of the best questions to ask yourself is how Do I want to feel about this? So when your child takes $20 from your purse, how do you want to feel about it? Do you want to be angry? Do you want to be frustrated? Do you want to be vindictive? Do you want to give them the cold shoulder? Or do you want to be understanding? What about curious? Do you want to be allowing? Do you want to be open? The best thing about this, there's no right answer. There's only the answer that you get to choose. Some of us will be super angry. If our child steals from us, but they may not want to be angry, right? We feel like that's just the gut reaction that we don't have a choice. So when we think about all of our problems in life, we can ask ourselves, how do I want to feel? And why am I not feeling that way? And the answer is you're not feeling that way because of what you're thinking. So asking yourself, how would I need to think about this problem? How do I want to change the way I'm thinking about this problem so I can be in a different emotional state? So this is so powerful because when we're thinking about our problems, I really want you to start tapping into that creativity and wisdom and higher self, like that knowing, right? There's this higher part of you that doesn't want to react that way. And that's what we get to do when we when we dive into this work. So you want to access the part of you that is wise that's peaceful and calm. And so when you access that emotional space, it is so much easier to solve any problem. When you approach a problem this way, it's so much easier and more effective to find a solution because when you're frustrated, angry, full of anxiety, you come up against a wall. It's so relieving. Knowing this gives you your power back. I'm sure you've run into people and you might know people in your life that don't react when it comes to certain things. And you are thinking, how the heck did they do that? How are they just chill when this thing just happened? And the answer is it's because of the way they think. They don't have some secret sauce that you don't have. It's just the ability to think about your thinking and think about how the situation's at hand. I think this is a skill that every single one of us has a responsibility to learn. We need to be taught how to think about these things because this is going to determine how we feel, how we act, and ultimately our results in life. So that's step two is asking yourself, why is this a problem? And figuring out what you really want to focus on. So let's move on to step three. So this is very important because you want to evaluate your reaction. So this third part is looking at how you react to the problem. Are you feeling out of control? Are you avoiding and not dealing with what's coming up? Are you paying attention to your thoughts? What about your feelings? Are you just pretending your problem away? Are you acting like it's not there? Are you blowing up at people and yelling? Are you walking around with intense anxiety all the time? What are you doing when it comes to your problem? remember, all of your actions are coming from your thoughts and feelings. So it would be very, very useful to pay attention to why you're doing what you're doing because it's going to reveal your thoughts and your feelings to you. Your thoughts and your feelings are the most important ingredient to every problem because they show you your thinking. When you think about a problem in a certain way, you're going to feel a certain way and then you're going to a certain way. So, for example, when my air conditioning recently broke, I could be thinking this is the most annoying, frustrating situation in the world, and then feel very annoyed. And the action I might take is stop working, find excuses to lay around because I'm frustrated or I'm annoyed, not get anything done, right? I might yell or get angry at the air conditioning company because they came out multiple times and the unit was still broken, right? I might get frustrated at the home warranty company for scheduling us later in the week, right? Like I could give it that kind of reaction, but if it's my work week and I wanna get something done, that reaction is not serving me. It only has me focused on the AC unit and the company that is supposed to fix it. So that reaction to the air conditioning breaking is just not, useful because I can't control it. It's completely out of my hands. So if I am working on something, right, it's during my work week and the AC is still broken, I realize that the AC being broken has no effect on me until I focus my energy on it, until I start thinking about it, until I start ruminating and wishing that it was different. But the truth is, I could work in a different office and it doesn't have any effect. It doesn't impact me at all. Like I can continue to do my work because I have air conditioning on the other side of the house. So I can, instead of thinking about how frustrating it is that the AC is broken and it's taking forever to get fixed, I can stay in a more peaceful, productive state and keep working. The air conditioning unit in my house being broken has no effect on me until I allow it until I give it the power and I start focusing on it. Of course, if I'm on that side of the house and it's hot, then yeah, it might have a physical effect. But like at the end of the day, I didn't have to be working in my office. I didn't, there was a choice. If I, if I knew the air conditioning was broken, I didn't have to sit in my office and suffer the whole time, right? So it had no effect on me until I was thinking about it. So I want you to think about your problem again. What are you going to do in relation to your problem when you feel annoyed or curious or focused? How do you react? How do you want to react? By looking at your actions, you can see your how your thoughts and your feelings are affecting you. Now, when I for when I have my first session with a client and I teach them this concept, they are mind blown. They totally love it. They're fascinated and they want to learn more about it. They're like, oh my gosh, I can't, this is unbelievable. But it's only this powerful to the point when you're applying it yourself, right? We can't just talk about it. You can't just entertain it. You have to apply it to your own problem. So when you think about your own problem, what are your thoughts about the issue? And then after you identify the thoughts, What are you feeling when you think about that thought? And then ask yourself, notice, what do you do? Is what you're doing serving you and solving the problem from a negative space? Is there a way you could think or feel or do something with that problem that wouldn't be causing you to react in a negative space or avoid the negative space? What I have found is the answer is usually... Yes, we can change the way we're thinking. If we're aware enough to find it, then we can change the way that we're thinking about it. And when we change the way we're thinking, we solve the problem immediately because what happens is no longer the level of the problem that we've created it to be. It's now just something we're working on. It's not a problem anymore. It's helping us find a solution. Going back to the air conditioning being broken, I could have sat around and been frustrated and piddled around and I definitely did that for like a day or two. But then I, I started thinking differently. I started feeling really grateful for Brian's office and grateful that Brian was back at his office so I could use his office. And I was grateful to have a laptop and I was grateful. I just changed my thinking and and I was able to find a solution and it was comfortable and it worked and everything turned out okay. Yes, it would have been nice to have air conditioning um, in my office for the month of August, but that wasn't the reality. And I didn't have to suffer through it because all I needed to do was change my way of thinking about it. Okay, so that's step three. Now, step four is a process called manual work. And this I'm going to do a whole nother episode about because it is so It's such a game changer, Um, but I'm going to share it just for the sake of solving a problem. Because when I talk about having a manual, what I'm talking about is people and our expectations of them. People can seem like problems to us because we have actually created manuals for them of how we want them and expect them to behave. We've tied our emotional well-being to whether or not they follow the manual. And we don't even realize we're doing this. (laughs) We think that we have reasonable expectations for the people in our life and they should behave in that reasonable way. But what we think is reasonable and what other people think is reasonable is totally different. We think what is reasonable based off of how we function and show up in the world. One of the first things that's important to remember is that adults have the ability and the freedom to behave however they would like. And that, my friend, includes you. So one of the challenges that we face, and I've mentioned this before, is um, you know when when we're working on a relationship and we're talking about our needs, and then we make a list of what of our needs are, and we tell those needs to another person, we expect that person to try to meet our needs, and this is kind of you know this is how we set up manuals, right? We set up manuals because. We expect someone to meet our needs, but the truth is we are actually responsible for meeting our own needs. If you're in a relationship with someone who expects you to fulfill their needs, they're going to constantly try to control you. And I mean... No one likes to be controlled, not even you. So whenever you think someone else's behavior is causing our emotions, we have not only set ourselves up to feel negative emotion, but we've also set ourselves up to be completely powerless because the only way that we can feel better is if this other person changes. Let that sink in for a second. Think about people in your life that you have manuals for. Do any of these manuals relate to the problems you wanna solve? Think about someone you wanna change and what you want them to do regularly. Now, this is basically saying, if you don't behave this way, I'm going to feel a certain way. And this is so important to remember is no one is responsible for your needs or your emotional well-being other than yourself. So, something that is an alternative to the manual is guiding your thoughts to take responsibility for them. So if you make a request of someone and they don't honor it, You take responsibility for how you feel about it. You don't need to attach your emotions to their actions. This doesn't mean you stay with people who don't have the same values as you or don't live in the way that you want to live or are constantly doing things against your values. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is trying to change them to be more like the way you want them to be rarely ever works. Trust me. Been there, done that. And let me tell you, my friend, makes you a freaking crazy person. So when we release all of the rules and expectations and then we can listen to the other person, we can hear what's going on for them and let go of what we want them to do. And this is how we can strengthen our relationship. We can understand them from a different perspective that isn't all clouded by our thinking and what we want to have them do. So like I said, this is a whole nother episode and I will definitely dive into the manual because when I teach this to my clients, this is one of their favorite things that I teach them because it's totally mind-blowing and life-changing. But we're going to move on to step five because this ties in to the manual because What I want you to take from all of this when it comes to solving any problem is being in charge of you. This is about who is in charge of you, which is you. You are in charge of you. Now ask yourself, Am I being controlled by external circumstances or am I being controlled by my mind? Am I allowing myself to be in charge of everything I think and everything I feel? Because when you have thoughts, like people hurt my feelings when they act this way. It upsets me and it's their fault that I'm sad. They cause my misery. This is an example of not being in charge of you. When you are delegating your emotional well-being to someone else that you have no control over, you are giving away all of your power. I think half of our problems would be solved if we just stopped doing this because we cannot change other people's actions or behaviors. When we take responsibility of our own problems and when we give ourselves the responsibility of being in charge of ourselves and our feelings, then our problems become way less intense because we recognize that they are in our control. So step five, be in charge of you, my friend. So step six, change your thinking about the past. The last piece of the process is deciphering the difference between whether you want your future or your past, because a lot of our problems come from thinking about our past and trying to renegotiate our past and try to rewrite it and try to change it and try to make it different we want to go to the friend that didn't invite us to the party. We want them to invite us. We want to argue with them about why they should have invited us. But the party's over. The party's done. And we're still trying to make it right. We're still trying to rewrite it. And the only way you can rewrite your past is by rewriting what you're making it mean. Now, you cannot change the fact that your friend didn't invite you to the party, but you can absolutely change the way that you're feeling about her not inviting you by changing the way you think about it. You cannot change the way you were raised. You cannot change the way ex-partners treated you or ex-bosses or businesses have treated you. You can't change how your parents disciplined you or if your parents got a divorce, but you can absolutely change the way you're thinking about it now. One of the best things that I've learned from my coach is there's no old thinking. There's no past thinking. All of our thoughts are current thoughts and your current thoughts may be about your past, but there's nothing in your past that's currently affecting you. The only thing that's currently affecting you is that you're having thoughts about your past right now. (laughs) You don't need to change your past in order for it to affect you differently. You just need to change your thinking about it in this moment. You don't have to change your past. In fact, you can't change your past, but you can change your thinking about it in this moment. This could change your life if you let it. Nothing in your past needs to be changed in order for you to feel better about it, to feel healed about it, to feel at peace about it. The only thing that needs to change is the way you're thinking about it. You don't need someone to apologize for you. You don't need anyone to change what they did because they can't, it's already done. All you need to do is decide that you're gonna feel differently about it because you have changed your thoughts about it. How about that? You want to feel better? You want to feel amazing about your life? Do this and blow your own mind. Even if you had a terrible childhood, you're going to feel horrible, right? But you don't have to believe that. You get to believe something different. Up until I started doing this work, I thought that I didn't think I had a horrible childhood, but I had a lot of thoughts about my upbringing. I went from being ambivalent to digging into problems to being frustrated and blaming and all this shit that really didn't serve me. And then I changed the way I thought about it. I changed the way how I viewed my experience because I wouldn't be who I am today without all of the experiences. That I had. It honestly could not have been any other way. In order for me to be here in my life, I was supposed to struggle. I was supposed to have those challenges. I was supposed to be faced with the things that I faced. I wasn't supposed to have a perfect childhood with two parents and all the things. Right? I wasn't supposed to have that. I had a I had a very privileged life, and I look at that and I realize that everything unfolded exactly as it was supposed to. And I am so grateful for that experience because instead of arguing with it and being upset about it, I feel at peace and I feel at calm. So now this last piece is I want to invite you to look at the thoughts you're having about your past and how they relate to your specific problem. The next thing to do is to start thinking about your future in a positive, excited way. All of your solutions, are found in your future. When you think about your future, are you thinking about it in a way that excites you? Have you even been thinking about your future self? If not, now is the time, my friend. Now is the time because so many people come to me and I ask them about what they want and they literally have no idea. When you start thinking about your future and you can get excited about it, oh, there is no limit to what you can create. You get excited and then you start taking place action from that place and it's, so much fun. And when you get focused in that way, solutions just come and find you. So what is the solution to your problem? When you ask this question, your thinking will change automatically. This is going to change your feelings and your actions. The actions you take from this solution oriented mindset is going to be so much more useful and productive in solving any issue that's in front of you. So now it's your turn. I want you to try this out. Apply this tool today. Make small, tiny changes. Just notice. Even if you just notice the way that you're thinking about your problem, that is a step. If you notice how you're dealing and how you're reacting to your problems, this can be mind-blowing. So the next time your client or your boss starts talking to you and throws a problem your way, you have the ability the tool to come back with a solution. When somebody is acting a way that you don't want them to act, you know that you can act the way that you want to act, right? You can act the way that you want to show up. You don't, they don't need to act a certain way for you to show up the way that you want. You can think about your problems in a way that serves you. That's helping you access the solution instead of just focusing on the problem and all of the negative thoughts that come with it. This process is insane. I remember learning this and my mind was blown and I'm so excited for you to try it out. And there you have it. How to solve any problem. Do you feel empowered to solve problems? Do you feel a little bit lighter knowing that you can be the solution to your problems? This is exactly the stuff that we dive into in the mind over matter method. This is the nuts and bolts of the program. Because when people come to me and they're stressed and overwhelmed and burnt out, those are all symptoms. Those are all symptoms. Those are the problems that we create with our mind. And then we feel a lot of resistance in there. And we kind of fall into this cycle and pattern of um, overwhelm. And we indulge in these emotions when they get us nowhere. And that's why I love this method. And I love this process because it can show you how to approach any challenge in your life and overcome it and not only overcome it, but also thrive. So if you want to get in on this program, I would love to have you be a part of it. Doors don't open quite yet, but I'd love for you to get on the wait list. So make sure you head on over to the show notes and join the wait list. And I will reach out to you as soon as we start the application process. All right, my friend. I hope that you enjoyed. As always, if you got something from this episode, please share this with a friend, post about it, share it. Don't keep this information to yourself. That's why I share it. I learned this and then I regurgitate it and teach it to you because it is so good, so powerful. And when we can help ourselves, we can help those around us. Anyway, I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. Remember to love yourself, own your happiness, be kind to your mind, and let your light shine. You're so oriented my